This is the Monocast, all about open source marketing automation with Montic. And here is your host, Eki Gamble. Hello, world. Uh, we need a Mautic plugin that generates introductions. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> that would be smart. Okay, yeah. uh, anyway, hello, world. Uh, hello, dear listeners out there uh, and Mautic enthusiasts around the world. And hello, Leon. Hello, Eki. Out there. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, we're sitting uh, in a sunny office and yeah. uh, trying to keep the windows shut so the audio <laughs> is fine. And we have some Mautic news in the in the pipeline <laughs> uh, well wherever we have some Mordic news for you obviously the elephant in the room is uh, uh, the thing that was just announced yesterday we're True. recording this on Wednesday April 19th and yesterday was a day when when um, the news is broken that broken whatever uh, was <laughs> published that Mordic finally finally reaches full autonomy yeah yeah and um Of course, uh, I thought that's definitely our number one topic, and I mm, scheduled a call with Ruth, mm -hmm. uh, which we did yesterday, and um, so that is going to be the interview of this episode, and it's all about Mautic, the future of Mautic as a free and libre open source yeah. project. Hooray! And they're cool. Okay, let's uh, walk through all the things other than Mordic Autonomy that we yeah. have on the list. Let's start by looking back and doing a follow-up to our last episode. Because I think in the last episode we talked about our multi-domain uh, plugin by Joey. Was yeah, it? we had two multi-domain uh, uh, topics. Yeah, One was by Friendly, this multi-domain plugin really. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, there's been some, some updates to it. Um, they did a lot of bug fixes and they, um, I think they introduced an API. So they added a lot of features. And if you out there listen, are uh, also already used a multi-domain update, you should, uh, the multi-domain plugin, you should check out the update <laughs> yeah, that way yeah, around. Good point. I think it's two releases uh, since we last talked. So yeah. that's, it's been a that's while. Good, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the other... Uh, Follow-up is on the notes with contacts feature of Mordic. It's yeah. an old feature which we, which not everybody was aware of, <laughs> and um, that's one of those situations where the best for us about Mordicas, <laughs> or one of the great things, is that we learn so much yeah. for ourselves. And so, uh, as a, as a follow-up to that. Um, conversation on the Mordicast. I had a conversation with, with my good friend Joey and he told me some cool thing that they are doing over at Friendly. They have uh, clients where emails are sent out by Mordic in the name of a certain or of multiple sales reps. So, yep. so some customers can get emails from Joe and uh, the, the other clients get uh, emails from Mandy. Yep. And um, so Obviously, the the replies go to the sales reps, post um, mailboxes, mm -hmm. not to Mordic. But what they do is they add a BCC, a blind carbon copy, um, uh, or maybe even 
carbon copy, BCC won't work. I, I'm not <laughs> sure about the details, but um, to make sure that um, the the response not only goes to the sales rep, but also in, in a copy to Mordic. So now they can use a monitored inbox yep. and uh, act on that. So what they actually do is remove the per or give a tag, remove from segment or campaign or move somewhere else, whatever. Plus, write a note to the contact so yeah. that's where, where, it, uh, where it goes full circle that they have a note in the contact that says yeah the the that person replied to uh the email that we sent previously that's a pretty interesting use case of notes yeah i yeah, have yeah, thought yeah. of that myself <laughs> yeah i like it yeah another thing that i'd like to talk about is the coming up version of the 4.4.8 so we get another page release for the yeah 4.x versions um but the main goals and efforts still go into pushing towards the release of modic 5 mm -hmm. we are very very excited because a lot of features that are super interesting to us will be covered in modic 5 um the main feature i'm waiting for is uh the feature to be able to send transactional emails even if the contact has a do not contact the contact has a dnc so um it's a thing i've been waiting for for ages <laughs> and i'm very excited that it will be finally available yeah yeah i think we haven't heard much about features i'm not sure it's going to be a ton of features for modify five it's more like a foundation but those email things are of course uh, very important for very handy yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, talking about very handy, Roof made a new tutorial on how to test um, PRs because there's, it's a big part of bringing Modic forward and we always need new people to test PRs and some people have trouble with it or don't know where to start, how to make it easy and comfortable. So Roof did a very well done tutorial on it explaining the basics and the yeah. how they do it. And for those who are not sure what a PR exactly is, <laughs> it's basically code changes in for future mod, uh, versions of Mordic. Those need to be tested by multiple people. Yeah. And uh, this video shows you how how easy it is actually. It's, it's a single click to spin up a, an environment that, that includes the test, uh, the, the change that you want to test. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about some some external uh, things like like plugins to Mordic. And mm. the, the first one here on my list is from a good friend Steno Gosmani, um, also known as MTCX Hindi, which is his website. Yeah, and uh, he released a plugin called Form Designer, and what that allows you is uh, it, it gives you a, a user interface to control the style of a form. Normally, Ooh, nice. a form allows you to to set class names give class names to certain fields mm -hmm. and then somewhere else um, um, styling the css has to fall from the sky yeah, and if true. you are not a coder it, you, sometimes you have to go to other people and then ask them to do something or what you have to do etc true in this case you just have a, a color palette and a paintbrush and everything oh, you can now handy. change the style as you like that can lead to crazy ugly results and then uh, be completely off of your uh, <laughs> accompanying website but if, if you are in full control of things and uh, this empowers you to uh, to take that control to the looks of a form that thing is not free it's a uh, dirt cheap though 49 bucks yeah. on MTC extended what a bargain yeah um, then there's another 
well-known plugin uh, called Advanced Templates Bundle. It has been around for a while. True. And uh, it it is more on the technical side, but it's also really powerful But but because it allows you to add tweak code to templates, uh, basically conditions or conditional behavior of the template or even loops and, and etc. So you can actually add some scripting to templates. They're powerful. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the good news, it is finally available for Mordic 4. Okay, <laughs> we're at the end of Mordic 4, but, but people are very happy to have that revived <laughs> now so with some additional contributors, I think, to the to the repository and that made it happen hooray better late than never I guess <laughs> mm, yeah, and it also says it, it will probably probably be compatible with Modic 5 on the no. box but we'll have to see would be cool yeah yeah um, another thing that has been updated is the e-commerce bundle which is for PrestaShop and uh, WooCommerce by Web anyone which i've heard you you know a bit more of yeah they seem to fly a bit under the radar but very solid work that yeah that's basically pierre amelot uh, in, in france and mm -hmm. um he has been active in the modic community for a long while but but as you say it's not, not one of the visible folks so, so shout out to to pierre yeah um and i'm not sure it's updated or a fresh release but it's it's basically a foundation to integrate multiple uh, e-commerce systems with Mordic, yeah. and uh, I, if if they keep pushing on, then then that might be a, a solid foundation uh, as a general e-commerce integration, which we have been looking for, hoping yeah. for, asking for for, for quite a while. Yeah, so, so good stuff. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah. Good stuff. I don't want to <laughs> do the, the stupid sequel, but another part of good stuff is um, or has been offered by Adrian for, from Ivy um, uh, because he said we have some some cool code here that allows campaign conditions to be really generic. So it's called generic conditions. <laughs> it allows you to fetch uh, code or JSON uh, yeah. values from from somewhere and evaluate that completely freely uh, and that's that's fancy and, and i think there's a ton of situations where that yeah. can be used i mean think of uh, i get the weather forecast and if it's raining then i send a different uh, email than if it's sun oh, so that would be possible very powerful <laughs> <laughs> flexible yeah i can think of sun today um uh, it's not public yet, but Adrian said if there's enough people interested, uh, let him know and they will publish it. Uh, so far, I, I, I'm afraid people missed it. Uh, nobody but <laughs> me uh, raised their hands and said, I'm interested. If you out there are interested or you just want to help me out, please, please go to the forum thread in the show notes and tell Adrian how much you would love to see that. I will do that too, yeah. right and, after and, this yeah. recording. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, don't tell him that, that we ask you to. <laughs> of course not. Okay, yeah. what else? Coming to the next topic is our feature wish of the day. Um, which is one that has been asked in the forums quite some times, and me and myself have. Madeleine as well. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> all need it. Yeah. It's the filtering or the, the filter for dynamic context or the ability to filter 
four tags yeah that's uh, the way around so when you're creating dynamic contact and you select a filter you can currently not filter on tags which would be super handy in a lot of situations and it's a feature I've, I've missed quite sometimes yeah if you're not familiar with dynamic content it allows you for instance to have um targeted uh, elements in your emails mm. you can say okay if the content property is xyz then show this, this one. else yeah. show that Uh, but you cannot do that based on tags, and, and uh, that's so so badly missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe somebody has it in the drawer somewhere, or <laughs> already uh, done. Is, is, is willing to respond to this thing. So th there's a, a um, feature which in the forums, and go ahead and comment to that, please. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that takes us to the interview that we already mentioned, and mm. uh, without further ado, here it is. Yeah, welcome Ruth Chisley, welcome back to the Mordecast, and uh, we're recording this on an exciting day, it's April 18th, and uh, you have some, some exciting news to break. Yeah, that's right, thanks for having me back here, I think the last time we chatted we were sitting in the hotel in Sao Paulo, so it's been a while. Oh, that's right, oh my good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, yeah, it was different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah tell us about the news that have uh, been published about an hour ago or so, I guess. Yeah, so it is a really exciting day for, for Maltic and for the open source project. So the sort of TLDR of, of the announcement is that Acquia is spinning out Maltic as an open source, independent open source project so that we can continue to grow and thrive. They're going to be donating the trademarks and the ownership of all the domains and assets which relate to the open source project over to the community, which are going to be held for us at the moment by the open source collective who are our, our fiscal hosts currently. Mm -hmm. The other side of it is that I'm going to be employed directly by the Mortic community, and that's going to be overseen by the community council. And for yeah, now, okay. oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, for for those who are not so familiar with with matters, um, uh, in the past, uh, Mordic was or the rights and the trademark and everything was held by by Acquia. It was an open source project, but it was not 100% independent. We're going to talk about the history in a bit, but but your role so far, you've been a, a the project lead, but employed by Acquia, right? Yeah, that's right. So, so far, I've been working full-time employed by Acquia, but that's now yeah. changing to be uh, employed by the community. So, I think that's a big point. You stay on board, but but uh, you're no, just no longer employed by Acquia, right? Okay. Yeah, definitely. I'm not going okay. anywhere. Okay, I just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> so, for interrupting. That's yeah. fine. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's the, the crux of the, the news, basically. We're going to also be exploring um, some of the more detailed governance finer, finer points over mm -hmm. the coming weeks. Um, Acquia also giving us seed funding to help us supercharge this transition towards becoming an independent open source project, which is really exciting. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It, it is totally exciting. Um so I figure there has been a little bit of history in, in making these or preparing these changes. Um, 
I'm sure it must must have been supported or even driven by by Acquia, but who was involved on the community side? Who 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 is deciding this kind of things? Yeah, so a, a lot of work has been going on behind the scenes since the end of last year by myself and also the community council initially, exploring the options that were available to us, trying to decide what we felt was the best route forward for Mortic, what was going to be important for Mortic. And then later, once we had kind of narrowed it down to what we thought was the best route forwards for the project, we then involved the whole leadership team um, in reviewing what we were proposing and making sure that they were also in agreement with what we were proposing. So, I mean, it's not a massive number of people, but there's been a lot of people really giving a lot of time, expertise and uh, careful review to this process. Yeah, so so when you say community council and leadership team, uh, maybe we take a minute and explain to everybody what these things are well how is that how does it relate to the open source project how much is it under control of Acquia and all sure that's a great question too so back in 2019 when we first created the governance model we decided as a community to create five teams so they were the community team the education team the legal and finance team the product team and the marketing team Mm -hmm. And we have team leads for each of those and assistant team leads. So, And the product team actually has two assistant team leads. So when we talk about the leadership team, what we're talking about is all of the team leaders and all of the um, assistant team leads. And when we're talking about the council, so that's four people from the community. And at the moment, those are the team leads of the product team, the education team, the community team and the marketing team. Mm -hmm. And it's four people from Acquia. So that's uh, myself as project lead. That's Dries, Dries Boitart. That's Gabor Hotsky and uh, John Linhart. So yeah. that, those four, along with the four t team leads that I mentioned, make up the community council. Yeah, so the team leads and the assistant team leads are basically uh, appointed by the by the teams and thus by, by the community. Uh, they are not appointed, only confirmed by Acquia. Yeah, so they, uh, they are, they really represent the, the community, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To us, yeah, so I... In the governance model, I have the kind of role of appointing people to those roles. But in mm. practice, they come up through people who are in those teams who want to contribute to Mortic and they want to move those teams forwards and they step up to take on a leadership role. And that we've had changes in team leads over the years. So it's not like always the same person. We do encourage people to have a fixed term and we review that regularly with people. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, now, the other big thing is obviously that you said uh, the the rights, the trademark, the domains, and everything uh, are basically donated by Acquia to the to the to the Mordic project. And uh, now that the the Mordic project is no longer a part of a, a commercial company it 
is it, it could be flying somewhere in the air, but instead uh, you decided or we all decided to use open source collective as a host, as a fiscal host, as you said, but also as as a um, as an entity that that we transferred the the rights and the, all the legal aspects to on behalf of the Mordic project. Could you tell us a little bit of? I mean, did I get that right? And and the other thing is, could you tell us a little bit about open source collective? What what is that? What sort of animal is that? Yeah, yeah, you did get that right. So, so I'll start with a bit about what Open Source Collective is. So, they are. You can find out more about them at oscollective.org, and we'll put the note, the link in the show notes. I guess yeah. Um, yeah. it's a non-profit. It's a five hundred one c six status for those of you who know about things like that, uh, which is focused on working for the common interests of folks who create and use open software. So that's their mission. They provide financial and legal infrastructure for thousands of open source projects, including Mortic. And I love this. The way they call themselves is an API between the world of distributed collaboration and the world of accounting and invoices. I think that's a great way of describing what they do. So... They've been fiscal hosts for Mortex since we started using the Open Collective as a way of holding and managing our money transparency back in 2021. So they provide fiscal hosting in terms of they're effectively acting as our bank, holding, managing money, dealing with invoicing. But they also offer lots of other services like being able to hold trademarks on behalf of open source projects, being able to employ maintainers and resources Mm -hmm. and providing legal advice. So they actually give you an awful lot of things that you'd normally have to set up yourself and pay for um, as a nonprofit. You can actually access that through their fiscal hosting. Okay. Okay, awesome. Um, I guess most people may have run across Open Collective when either they purchased tickets for a Mordic conference or they became a Mordic sponsor. That is also when you go to the or when when you are led to their website and end up on an open source collective uh, website and and do some purchases. So it's much more than a bank. It's even. Uh, retailer no well whatever <laughs> yeah it's just a lot of administrative services in the end that, that doing all those ourselves would really be a big big overhead at this point yeah definitely mm. Mm. okay cool um now there's a little bit of history uh, we, we did, did bring up the word 2019 uh, that it was the point when mortic was uh for how was was handed over to Acquia, and um, alongside of that were, were some some initial discussions about the, the the structure and all, but there's more more history to that, and and maybe we should step back a little bit and uh, give people a background on where we are today and how we got there. So how was it passed to where we are today? Yeah, so. Back in 2019, when Acquia acquired Mortic Inc., which was the company that the founder of Mortic had created to provide Mortic in a hosted environment, 
the open source project back then was pretty embry- embryonic. There were people contributing, but there wasn't any kind of governance model of uh, how to sort of step up and get involved and have a say in the future of the project. So that was pretty much one of my first jobs when I came in as community manager was let's make it really explicitly clear how people can get involved and contribute and how Acquia is involved and contributing so that it's clear for everyone. Mm. And we did that in consultation with the community. So I did lots of research with other open source maintainers and projects and was talking with people about what worked and what didn't. And we created a proposal which was reviewed by the community over a two-week period, I think it was. And they came back with feedback and suggestions and concerns queries which we then took into um, account and created what we now have as the the Lamortic governance model with the teams that I mentioned earlier mm. uh, um, d- d- uh, if I can add a little bit to that because I was part of this ca- discussion at that point uh, I remember well that it was pretty vigorous uh, at, mm. at times because people had different intentions or different takes on how independent Mordic has to be right now or, or uh, going forward, etc. In the end, we are now at 100% autonomy, but, but at the time, some people were disputing that, that uh, it is important to have that immediately. And some said, uh, well, let's take our time. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad we finally there. Uh, but there are implications, of course. But uh, go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we came up with that idea. And like you say, it was quite rigorous. We had the community manifesto, which was created by the community of what they were expecting from Morta- from Acquia, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, and that very much was taken into account as well. And we also then had, after we published it, we had our first community summit, which I think you were at actually, Eki, in Amsterdam. Absolutely. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, and so that's when we were like, okay, this is what we have said we're going to do. How do we actually do this and, and get mm-hmm. people to actually step up and take on the roles, at least in an interim capacity, so we could get things rolling? So that kind of in-person element was also really important, I think, to sort of bring people together who really wanted to be a part of creating this um, this governance model. And yeah. that, I think it served us really well. You know, I know there were people who were deeply sceptical about Acquia's involvement and were really concerned. But honestly, I think the support we've had from Acquia has really helped Mortic's growth, certainly being able to work full-time on driving Mortic forwards has made a big difference, I think, uh, to the community and their ability to pro- help have engineers help us with the, the kind of technical side of things in the code has been a real a real help to Mortic. So I'm not sure we would be where we are now if we had completely rejected Acquia's involvement at that stage. We weren't really in a position to do that. No, that's true. But 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 even that said, I think it 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 should be stated loud and clear that that Acquia has has been a fantastic uh well host owner i i can't think of a good word but but yeah uh, co- uh company to work with or or parent or call it what you want um but they they have been very very pro open source very community minded they in, invest mm-hmm. a lot of time and money into making mortic what it is today and and i personally appreciate 
uh, incredibly because it's it's not it's not natural for for a commercial and even venture capital driven company to be that supportive of uh, supportive of of open source. Uh, so thank you very much, Dries, and thank you very much, Acquia, for the support you gave us in the past and continue to give us. It's I mean I personally really appreciate that. Yeah, me too. And I think people were a bit concerned about the fact that we were going to have sort of four Aquians on the council and four community members. But actually, the knowledge that we have been able to tap into from people who have had so much deep experience in the Drupal community has really helped us not make mistakes or, you know, given us ideas for how we can drive things forward with Martic. And I think that's just been really important. Sometimes I feel like as an open source project, you can kind of get stuck in your own bubble and want to do everything your own way. But sometimes it's just really helpful to have someone say, well, we tried that and actually this is what we learned from it. Um, and particularly in the early days, Angie Byron was on the council and she was a really great um, support in terms of community growth, giving us some feedback and ideas for community growth as well. Yeah, so, so not li like like Acquia uh, try to dictate anything. Not even on the strategic level, we ever had a, a like a serious discussion about things. It's more like, like mm -hmm. consultation. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, yeah. if anything, it's been really helpful to have the insights of a company who's using Multica extreme scale, you oh, know, yeah. at the far end of the extreme scale, to kind of be like, oh well, yeah, but we need to think about these things when we make that decision. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, then again, we are now uh, beyond that. We are um, uh, in control, but also we have all the responsibility now. It, that also means we have to build structures. And uh, that's a pretty much the, the other part of, of what you mentioned earlier, that we need to evolve the the the, the governance model and... and uh, take care of, of financials ourselves and all that. So, so can you uh, talk about those, th those, the, the roadmap there, the, the outlines maybe of the changes structurally? Yeah, sure. So, so obviously we're going to have to change our governance model because it's got Acquia embedded throughout it and that's going to be changing going forwards. We've made a, a start at what we think might be Uh, a sort of uh, first draft of a new governance model within mm. the leadership team, which we're going to be proposing to the community in the next few days. As we did before, we will share it as a proposal. We'll allow people to see what changes we're proposing to make and why we propose to make those changes and invite people to share their thoughts in the same way as we did before as a companion forum thread where people can add comments in, in the forums. Um, so, so that will need to change. We're also going to make some changes to the workflows. So developers will probably be extremely happy to hear that we will be getting rid of the need to sign a contributors agreement because that's a bit of a road bump in the process of contributing as a developer. And we don't actually need it if we're the open source community well, as we are now. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't cause too many problems, but when it causes problems, people can get quite upset about it. So yeah. Um, maybe yeah. many people have not heard about that, but whoever has run into that sort of, of nasty administrative 
burden will be really happy to hear that it's not going to be there going forward. Yeah, yeah. And and I think sometimes people also just fundamentally don't agree with signing a contributors agreement for various reasons. There's lots of good reasons out there. And so we've lost contributors as a result, which is a, a real shame. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. but that's one of the workflows that, that will definitely be changing. And there's also going to be some governance changes. There needs to be some governance changes. So if I'm employed by the community, there needs to be a way for people to manage that employment um, we need to make sure that we're clear on reporting to the community on our financial and strategic goals so one of the things I want us to move towards with that is the open startup model where we publish how we're doing every mm -hmm. month much more upfront and transparently sort of inspired yeah. by what our friendly are doing with their start open startup reports yeah. and also the way that decisions are made with regards to leadership team appointments things like that so yeah there's also going to be some changes to the financial tiers that we offer um for sponsors in time not in terms of what you can sponsor but in terms of what we give you to try and make it just um beneficial for people who are actually sponsoring us at, at higher levels that they actually yeah. get they get benefit from that and we help their businesses to grow if they're helping more to grow yeah i think it's pretty clear that we need a Uh, much improved revenue stream for the Mordic project. We, we cannot rely on, on somebody outside forever, like like an, an owner. Uh, so we need to create a steady income for ourselves, and and like like membership or or sponsorship uh, tiers on a regular basis is definitely part of that. And that, to me, that's one of the most important things to take care of in the next couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we'll talk about a bit later is how people can ha actually help get involved with that if, if they want to. So, yeah, I'll leave that for later. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. One of the immediate reactions that, that people come up with is, is what does this mean? Uh, the fact that Acquia is withdrawing from Mordic, is it such a thing? Or or, or giving Mordic its, its freedom and autonomy? Is it a maybe a bad thing a bad sign uh, or what what is aqua's commitment to the future of mm. moik yeah so i would actually point people to Dries's post about this because he's really clear about this aqua is really committed to the success of mortic and in a way that's why they have supported this process um Their Mortic-based product, which is called Campaign Studio, is continuing to grow. They have some really huge customers on that um, product, and they're going to be continuing to use and, and contribute to Mortic. So John Linhart is going to continue being able to spend his hours in the community. Anyone who contributes to our Open Source Fridays will probably know John quite well. Hmm. Um And Acquia is going to continue to, to support Mautic. Um, so they're going to be giving us this seed funding. They will be retaining their community partner status going forward. So they're not disappearing off the face of the earth. They're not abandoning us. They're just enabling us to actually take the next, I think, logical step as we grow up as an open source project. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Oh, man. So, so in the end... Uh... I, I hope Acquia will be, uh, well, if we have, have some sort of par partner status, Acquia mm -hmm. will be a prominent partner in the partner tiers, but, but others can be just the same if they choose to, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I feel, I think in a way it kind of levels the playing field. There's always been the dominance yeah. by Acquia because of the fact that they employed me and they owned the assets and what have you, whereas, yeah. whereas that's not the case now. So, yeah, everybody can have the option to be the top contributor yeah. to Maltic if they want to. Yeah. There will be a very visual outcome of that because right now Acquia is pretty much everywhere on the Maltic.org website. And they will not be, going forward, they will not be different from anyone else on their partnership level, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I would just say that it is going to take us a little bit of time to go through all of the stuff that needs to be done to change all of those things. So, um, And bear in mind, it is volunteers and myself doing that. So, yeah, yeah. If, if you find references to Acquia that we've missed, please, by all means, do drop it in the Maltic Community website channel on Slack. But bear in mind, we're... We, we have got quite a lot to work through. So Exactly, and we may have uh, a lot of other priorities as well. Let's talk Absolutely. about that, uh, like like uh, the further organizational development, all, all those new tasks uh, going forward and things that, that need to be discussed and decided now, but, but also things that need to be just done month after month going forward. How can people get involved there? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that because there will be lots of great opportunities for people with diverse backgrounds to get involved and help us to drive Motic forwards in this next stage of the journey. Um, I'm really excited, actually. I think uh, I love a challenge and I think that it also... I really believe that, that we're going to rise to face this challenge. And we've been planning to develop our financial base anyway over the next three years. I talked about that in my keynote in um, Sao Paulo in November last year about our financial plans and what have you. So a couple of the ways people can get involved. Um, if you're the kind of person who likes creating order from chaos <laughs> or like <laughs> enabling decisions to be made in open source projects, you like you want to get involved in helping this, us create this governance model and make it happen, then we have a governance working group, which we're going to be working together with the leadership team and the council on reviewing the changes, preparing the first version of proposal for review. And then after we get the feedback, taking on board that feedback, doing any research that needs to be done and, and then creating and implementing the governance model. So this time it's not just going to be me doing it. We're going to do this collaboratively in the community. So that's one way if that's if that floats your boat, so to speak, and you, you're excited and inspired by that kind of thing. Um, another one that I think is great and is probably something you wouldn't necessarily associate with open source projects is like if you love talking to people who use Mautic and you're really good at getting people to part with their money, so like you're good at sales <laughs> or you're good yeah. at fundraising, um, yeah. it, you know, like I've created a, a fundraising working group because we need to come up with ideas. Like you said, it is going to be a challenge for us going forwards. I don't think it's a challenge that's insurmountable. I've, we've got very clear plans of how we want to get there. But the more ideas we can have and the more energy and excitement and enthusiasm in terms of ways we can do that, the better. You know, the more mm -hmm. people we can have in the more diverse communities that can give us ideas for how we can how we can approach fundraising in their communities, the better. So, again, that's going to be a, a working group which you can join. It will predominantly be um, on Slack. If you think you'd be interested in that or you have loads of connections and you'd like to help us with that, then please do 
join that one. We're probably going to create a, a, some other working groups, like maybe around strategy and things, but we haven't got them fully defined at this time. So, yeah. And I want to mention that uh, we have a, I mean, we have this blog post, obelizionmodic.org, and we have an yeah. accompanying forum thread in, yeah. on forum.modic.org for people to discuss all sort of things, ask all sort of questions around this, uh, the news on, on uh, Mordic being autonomous. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll have that in the show notes, of course, as well. Yeah. And maybe a little spoiler, we are hoping to have a, a community sprint in July. Um, that's going to be, uh, what, what is it? Uh, uh, July 21st to 22nd in Vienna. Mm -hmm. So that, that's going to be next door to the Drupal developer days. Um, and uh, that's the sprint. Those sprints are always open to everybody. So everybody's going to be invited to join that sprint. And I'm pretty sure that a big part of that will be discussing uh, the new... The, the, the details of the governance and, and the, the implementation of it uh, in person because uh, we're going to do a lot and we'll, we will have to do a lot of things online and uh, maybe even asynchronously. But but I'm I'm sure that's going to be a, another important date. So if you can save the date, uh, July 21st to 22nd in Vienna, that'd be great. If you can't join in person, there's going to be options to join remotely. Yeah, definitely. And I, and it is a great opportunity to get involved in a sprint like that because there's so much, there's like a flurry of activity that happens around a sprint. There's lots of people who can help you get started yeah. if you've never contributed to Mautic, but you have certain skills and you want to get involved. It's, I really recommend getting involved around a sprint because it's great yeah. fun. Even better if you can be in person because you get to hang out and have cups of coffee and Lots of great food probably in Vienna, I expect. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah. This, this sort of connected people personally that you only know from online, from whatever, YouTube, uh, it makes a world of difference. So, if yeah, yeah I, I would absolutely uh, confirm that. I guess totally. you probably get the same as me, Eki, that people don't realize how tall you are until they stand next to you in, in person. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, when this has been uh, a, a really long interview, but it, it is such exciting things. Um, and I, I personally want to re-emphasize that... that uh, this is a big deal because the Mordic project is now really owned and controlled by the community and not by any sort of elite. Like, like you as a full-time project lead, you are, don't get me wrong, you are inherited. And we certainly, as a community, we want to give you a certain amount of safety uh, mm -hmm. for it because it's really your personal fate. And, and I personally think you're doing a great job and we're very happy to have you mm -hmm. um, but nothing is cast in stone just as the team leads uh, will be up for re-election and we uh, totally want this to to be a community controlled thing and mm -hmm. the things that we talked about previously the, the governance and all is basically providing a structure to empower the community to take the control and to take the responsibility there's nobody beyond Mordic 
uh, community. There's nobody else who we can blame. Nobody who will cover the financials. So we are now really in charge, and uh, that that is a big privilege, but also a big responsibility. Um, and I, I would encourage everybody to be part of this important uh, action and, and the important month ahead of us. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great opportunity for people to really uh, step up and support Maltec in whatever way you can. Like, I know it's financially a difficult time for people. So it might be that you, you're you just like, I can't financially donate to Maltec. I just can't. But if you do have a couple of hours that you can give to Maltec to to contribute practically that also helps so much it really does so don't feel like there's no way you can contribute there's always something that you can you can do to help yeah. um yeah so so if, if people want to discuss further reach out to you personally or learn more where can mm -hmm. they go Uh, so probably I have got a blog post on my website as well, which will pop in the show notes. Probably the best thing to do is to email me on ruth.cheesley at maltic.org, which we'll put on the show notes as well, I guess, because people often misspell my surname. Um, or just ping me on Slack. I've also got lots of office hours, which is where it's just an open informal Zoom call where I just sit and drink coffee and check my emails until someone comes to say hello <laughs> um, hmm. and I've got some extra ones of those over the next week or so so that people can drop in and we're doing some webinars as well in different languages with translators where we're going to talk through and give people the opportunity to ask questions so yeah. email me slack me message me on the forums send me a pigeon whatever you like <laughs> it'll get to me eventually <laughs> Okay, cool. And uh, all the links to webinars and office hours and so on are in the official blog post as well. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. They're all yeah. in the multi.org official blog post. Yeah. yeah. Okie dokie. Awesome. Wow. Okay. Wow. I need to drink some more coffee, I guess. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ruth, I can't wait for for where we are going to be in, in a month from now and two months and so on. And there's yeah. a lot more things to talk about. For, but thank you very much for today. Uh, for all the insights and, and also for all the work I know you have been putting into all this. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you so much, Jackie, for all the work you do on the Morticast. I feel like it's such an important part of our community that people hear from you regularly about what's going on in Mortic. So thank you very much for everything that you and Leon and the rest of the team do to, to keep the Morticast up and running. It's not easy. Okay, <laughs> okay. thanks for the flowers. <laughs> okay, take care. See, talk okay. to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Ruth, for all that input and giving so much information. And maybe we even should have a panel at the next Morty conference talking about that because I think oh. it's topic interesting for a lot of people. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about Morty conference anyway in, yeah. in a <laughs> second, I guess. Uh, I, I would like to, yeah, let, let's keep that in mind, really. Um, the other thing that we had in the in the interview was this sprint in. Vienna, oh, uh, Vienna, again, July 21st, 22nd. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it really seems like that is going to happen. Uh, and I think some good dis uh, discussion, but maybe even important decisions may be made there plus online. So once again, please save the date for uh, 21st, 22nd yep. and join the discussion, uh, join the sprint in Vienna or online. Um yeah, and uh, then we have Mordic Conference Global. 
yeah, Modern Conference Global. It's up and coming. The schedule is already in the making. The ticket sales are online, and uh, the sponsorships are open, of course. So, yeah. if you listen out there, like yeah. to sponsor, chip in. Um, Yeah. It's welcome, very, very welcome. Yeah, it's yet another chance to help out Mordic. I mean, yeah. financial challenges are, I, th I think, w w among the, the most important topics to take care of at this point. True. So, yeah. uh, the one-time sponsorship for the conference helps, obviously, uh, big time. Uh, the tickets are still in early bird, so uh, why not go there now and then get yours? Um, sponsors different different uh, tiers like always and, and the higher tiers have free tickets in, included and yeah. backlinks and shout outs and talks and all but um, yeah uh, I, th I think we have t uh, tracks in, in Spanish Portuguese German and of course English I mm -hmm. hope I'm not missing anything here uh, so it's going to be very very good um agenda very very good uh, schedule got good talks i'm looking forward again that's yeah, uh, same. In, in, on june 20th 21st if i'm not mistaken right yeah i'm sure it is uh, i've uh, heard so too you heard <laughs> yeah, there's a website <laughs> oh. yeah. okay mordicon.org that's the place for you to go all the other links in the show notes as like always <laughs> and uh, so maybe we can think a goodbye song now no please no, not <laughs> nobody wants to hear me sing okay then we just say uh, thank you for listening uh Hear you soon, see you soon, maybe in Vienna or maybe online and um, or come visit us. <laughs> <laughs> come to Hanover. Yes, do. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, for now, have a good day, a sunny day, enjoy no. and uh, see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.